This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952. Weekends were made for sports. How would you like to play for the New England Patriots? I'd love to. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Oh, isn't this wonderful? Look at this room. What a beautiful room. Have you seen this room? Yes, we're in it. And Rashad Taylor. Okay, dude, I can see you don't want to be cheered up here. Come on, Donnie, let's go get us a land. On ESPN Sports Radio 1080, The Fan. Hour two of two right here, Sports Sunday. It is it is great to hear this music too. I'll be real. You know, this it means that we can open things up and talk about a little of everything, including professional bowling, which seems to be on ESPN um, right now. Is there a basketball game on or anything? I don't even know. Here, let's look and see what's on. It's funny at this time. Would you? We'd usually be watching Red Zone or, or something like that. And yeah, that's that's the one part about basketball I'm gonna or about football, excuse me, that uh that I'll miss is not being able to come in and watch any meaningful sports while we're on air. But that's good because that means we get to devote more of our time to making sure that we can entertain you, the listeners. So we appreciate you for listening. But um if you've been paying attention to NFL, especially after the Super Bowl, uh which was an awesome game, let me go ahead and say that, man. Like the most inter- one of the most entertaining Super Bowls I've seen yeah. um, in a long time. Yeah. That includes that the Patriots um, Seahawks Super Bowl that came down to mm-hmm. a, a bad call, you know, at the end. But um, there was definitely a catch by Philadelphia. You know, absolutely. I, I, you know, everybody was like, "Oh, what you think?" I know Rashad. You don't think it's no? It's a catch. It's okay. Like I'm, I'm, I'm. I didn't, I didn't think it was even controversial. No, I didn't. I didn't really either. I thought a lot of people wanted it to be, you know, but. It, because it's the Super Bowl, you don't want any questionable calls. But I thought it was a great game. I thought it was a great catch. Um, Nick Foles is about to get paid, fam. Um, he's not going to be a backup anymore. And I said this. I don't think Nick Foles is a backup. Nick Foles is just one of those dudes who's been in a messed up situation, much like Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo is somebody who was just in a messed up situation, but for a great franchise, playing behind what we consider the greatest quarterback to ever play in the National Football League. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Finally got his big payday. After being traded to the San Francisco 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo signed a $137.5 million deal over for five years. Um, He's expected to make just shy of $90 million in the first three. 
Man. Jimmy G just set the market right now. And uh, I, it's hard for me to say that he doesn't deserve it. I think he's been he's been waiting patiently. This is one of those situations, uh, much like Aaron Rodgers, to where he was just behind Brett Favre for so long. But at least in this situation for Garoppolo, um, he got a chance to win two championship rings, you know, in the mix. And so he, whether we want to, whether he wins another one or not, man, Jimmy G's got two of them, you know, at this point. And really responsible for one of them because if he loses two of those games that he actually started and played in before he hurt his shoulder, uh, the Patriots don't have home field advantage. Um, they probably lose to, uh, I can't remember who they played in the playoffs last year, but Garoppolo came into San Francisco and in his first five games, he won or first six games, he won five in a row. Um, he did everything he was supposed to do. And because of that, he, what the kids say, uh, he secured the bag and, <laughs> and, uh, 137 million will make you, you know, will make you want to stick around in San Francisco. All of a sudden, I'm looking at the 49ers saying, hey, man, like, this is all of a sudden a destination to go to. If I'm a receiver right now, or if I'm a tight end, or if I'm a skill player in that, for that matter, and I'm seeing Jimmy Garoppolo threading the needle like that out there, hey, man, why wouldn't you want to go play in the NFC West? You know that they're due for a come up to. Right. You, you know, super, super small sample size, but for what he was able to do, you know, as a starter when uh, Brady was gone and then stepping into San Francisco, and it, it, it really showed you how valuable a quarterback is to a franchise. And to be honest, we, you know, we were talking before if, if, if we, you know, as Bronco fans or any fan, whatever your, your, your team is, I was looking for a quarterback knew that the price was that low. I think we all would have, would have jumped into the pool because I mean, you know, there, there's no guarantees, but boy, for what he was able to do. I mean, I think he played Jacksonville and put up 300. It's like, mm -hmm. nobody was doing that right yeah. with, with this group of guys that literally the only thing that changed on this team that was, you know, on the way to one win, the only thing that changed was him. And it lets you know how important the quarterback is in the NFL. And, you know, if they could pay him more money, they probably would. I mean, well, it's just, well, you know, that's you know, what they're worth. You know what this was? This was the this was the homie hookup. Yeah. This is your boy calling yep. you. He was like, bro, you know what? It's going for 300. Man, I'll give it to you for one just because you're my dude, man. You can shoot me. If you got any more, you can shoot me later. Okay. That's what this was, essentially. He, man, that, uh, you know that, what? Well, that's one you, way to look at it. You want yeah, no. We talked about this on the show the other day, the butterfly yeah. effect of not waiting for Kyle Shanahan. Yes. John Elway, you literally could have gotten Jimmy G, Kyle Shanahan for literally a second-round pick. Like, it, it's the it's the butterfly effect right there. Just yeah. because you didn't want to be patient and hire and, and, and hire the guy, the, the son of the coach that you played for. It just didn't make any sense when... I mean, because that's the other thing. Like, think about this: the the coach quarterback combination as well. We you were talking about Nick Foles. You truly one hundred percent believe Nick Foles is the starting quarterback. I do as well. I don't know if he's. Uh, I mean, I think he might have like that Kirk Cousins type ceiling, but at the same time, he went and played for Jeff Fisher, and everybody wrote him off for dead because he played for Jeff Fisher. Right. Talent <laughs> right. needs a coach, yeah, and right. he went to a. He went to a, a franchise that truly has a coach that understands how to use this player and is going to put him in a position to be a big-time player. 
Yeah, they so, all they all won that. Hey, hey, now I'll tell you who's not the big winner in that, and and we could talk all day about how he winds up there from New England. I mean, I I think more than anything else, I think that story is more intriguing than anything else. And you know, I, I'm sure you guys have talked about that before, but that was a blessing. Like I'm going to give him to my friend, yeah. right, rather than than sending him somewhere where I don't think he'd he'll be appreciated and used the right way. Absolutely. And Kyle Shanahan, uh, you saw what he was able to do with Matt Ryan. And really turn him from just a really good player into now somebody with lofty expectations. Matt Ryan had just a okay season last year, and it was like, oh, yep, he's back to being old Matt Ryan. Here we go, you know. And right. that, that's what a great coach and a great coordinator right. is really able to do for you. And right. uh, you look at what Jimmy G was able to do in that in those in that few in that small sample size that he had, and it was great. But now. There are some teams around the league that they got They're gonna have to pay they dude some money. Yeah. Otherwise, they're gonna find somebody else that will. Some of those guys include uh, Matt Ryan. We just spoke about him uh, coming up for a contract. I think this year or next is uh, uh, the Hail Mary goat man, Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah. and Aaron Rodgers, for my money, is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. When he's healthy, there's not a better quarterback than a, a. Ron Rodgers. And he's already come out and said, "Hey, I, I." Don't necessarily know if I'm going to play my entire career in Green Bay. Favre didn't play his entire career in no. Green Bay. So that right. kind of tells you there, too, that, you know, maybe he will put some thought into leaving. No, yeah. but uh, mean, It's kind of an unprecedented thing recently where we're starting to see these guys hit the free agent market. There's a guy, there's another guy nobody's talking about who could be in line for a new deal way sooner than a lot of people think and should be. And that's run one Russell Wilson. Yeah. If I'm Russell Wilson right now, for as much as I'm getting killed and as much as I'm, I've been nicked up and stuff like that because you don't put an offensive line around me, you're clearly not trying to spend money there. I want more money. Because if I'm going to be running for my life and if this offense is going to be completely predicated on what I'm able I mean, to he's do. he's 80% of the offense. I'm going to need more money. He said he wants 80% of the salary cap. <laughs> I, why not? Right. Why not? If I'm putting up 100% of your points, <laughs> you have we have no run game if you're in Seattle. Uh, your defense is – it's. Good, but it's starting to look old, old and it's starting to look rickety and shaky at this point. Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, mm. I, I want my money. Like, like I say, there's, you know, there, there's 30 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. There's, right, 10 that whatever they ask, you have to say yes. There's, there's no, there's simply nobody behind them that you can go find. It takes too much to, uh, develop these guys it has yes. to be the right situation so if you have one of those guys then they literally get whatever they want that's yes. that's just the going rate and that's the going market yeah. so garoppolo's deal the biggest of all time for a quarter or for any player in the nfl but you can expect to see that surpassed multiple times uh this offseason okay uh coming up next man i think we're gonna have a, a phone call we're gonna have a conversation with one elijah winston the newest member of the usc trojans that's coming up next right here on sports sunday the fan Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Ten sixteen, right here on the fan. Uh, I'm. I'll be real. Uh, there are certain times when I'm on the show that I get a chance to uh, be kind of, uh, kind of a kid, low key. Um, 
if you know, if you listen to the show, then you know that I, I work in the community. I, I work with youth and work in youth development. Um, actually, Mr. Anthony Deloney uh, most recently was my was my manager uh, here a little bit ago. Yes. And um, with that, sometimes we get a chance to encounter a, a lot of really talented kids, uh, both academically and ac and athletically. Um, we have some amazing, amazing students that are a part of our program and really been a part of our program for a long time. Uh, one of which is the number one linebacker in the state of Oregon, also the number six player overall, and probably the guy that just sent a lot of shockwaves through the state of Oregon <laughs> with his most recent decision. We have from Central Catholic, Mr. Elijah Winston. Elijah, what's going on, my guy? Um, nothing much, nothing much. Right now, I'm probably going to head to church right after this. And uh, as far as me heading to... Heading to college next year, you know, everybody knows I'll be heading to USC, even though it was a last-minute decision. I know it was pretty shocking. Oh, yeah, we're going to ask about that, fam. Congratulations, yeah. my guy. This Absolutely. is Deloney. What's up, bro? What's up? <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, I got a chance to see you yesterday. There was an event over uh, at Self-Enhancement in North Portland, uh, Community Day of Service. You were able to kind of go out and, and do some community service around your neighborhood. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Oh, it was actually a great experience. Um, we headed over to the food bank, and, you know, you just I, we were just uh, packing up all the products and getting them ready to be shipped over to whoever needed them. And it was actually a really good experience to feel the, the, the unity within the that I, you know, I used to live around. And it was, it was great getting back, getting, uh, getting reunited with, my old friends and you know some of some of people some of the people that I looked up to That's when right. I was younger so, hey, Elijah, so who, uh, a lot of different folks there, and, you know, we, we it, it really is one of those things where we're trying to get all the males out in the community. Who are some of the uh, male athletes like yourself that were there yesterday? There was Khalil Chapman. Yeah. Um, Jefferson. Elijah Crawford. Yeah. Uh, Robert Ford. Um, let me think. Robert Ford. Yeah. From Les Schwab Invitational. So it was a lot of the yeah. who's who of, uh, of of Oregon athletes. And so, uh, right on. You guys did a great job yesterday. Thanks, bro. Thank you. No, thank you for the opportunity. So so let's dive into your in, into your college choices. So you had a lot of choices on the table. Um, tell, tell me first. So you get to USC. Um, and if you've never been to USC, USC is in the middle of the hood. When I say the real hood in L.A. Um, but you get to this campus, and it's just the most pristine thing you've ever seen. Tell me about your first impressions on walking onto that campus in Southern California. Um, I was I was honestly astounded. Astounded by just how how convenient it was compared to all the other colleges and all the other campus, campuses that I've been on. That was probably the most convenient campus. It has so much things that you can utilize that you won't even need to go probably, what, three to four miles away from the campus. You know, and me being an athlete, that's actually very helpful. Yeah, okay. So, and, you know, of course, the weather and everything. Is I was going to say that the, the weather and the beaches and bridges had nothing to do with you wanting to go to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> It had, you know, somewhat. somewhat okay. Something. So, 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 Elijah, take us through the process, and and when you you kind of said it was a last second. So, so take us through the last few days right before you made your decision, and what what was the deciding factors? So the the last few days. So throughout the last week, 
before signing day. Um, I was pretty much just telling everybody I have to wait it out after do my pros and cons. Mm -hmm. And that Monday, that Monday before, you know, of signing day week, I sat down with my family. I just leveled out all the pros and cons. And it all came down to academics. Mm. Academics because I wanted to go somewhere where I'll be set for the next 40 years, not just the four. And we believed as a family that USC put me in a better predicament than Oregon would in the future. Mm. And, you know, I had to be a man and make the choice. And I, <laughs> I so, did. So that, I'll be honest, man. So uh, one thing we always tell students is, man, this will be your first adult decision, your first mm-hmm. personal decision for you. And uh, I, that this is a great decision. I mean, I'm, I'm one of those people that feel like uh, – you know, the degree matters, you know, and a, a degree that says University of Southern California um, is, is definitely going to matter uh, in the future. So congratulations on that. I, was there did you get a call from 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 anybody from Oregon after you did uh, decommit? Now, mind you, your commitment was, was initially a verbal commit back in November. Yeah. Did you get it once you once you finally decided, you know what, I'm going to flip and go to USC? Did, did you get any calls from Coach Cristobal or anybody from the coaching staff? Well, well, they didn't call me. I ended up calling them mm. and, you know, telling them what was the deal. And, you know, they weren't too satisfied with it, but they were proud of me that I found the best fit. Yeah. And that, that's by far the greatest thing because, you know, it's not just about, oh, getting this player, oh, getting this player. It's about that player going to, going to the college where it best fits him. Well, I, I just to, to give you some feedback. I love the whole thought process you went through. I love the idea that you called them first, and so, man, congratulations! I mean, it sounds like uh, you know your parents have done a great job of raising uh, a young man, and, and everything that you just said was some of the most thoughtful things I've ever heard from Absolutely. come from an eighteen-year-old that that's ready to make these these next steps. So, congratulations, my guy. Thank you. Thank so I, you. I just got one more question for you before we let you go, my dude. How's your life changed now? I mean, USC is not a, you know, this isn't a small D2, you know. I mean, and shout out to all my guys going to D2 colleges to play football and whatnot. But this isn't a, you know, a, a small school. This is the, the best of the best. Arguably, it'll be one of the top three or four schools in the Pac-12 next year. How has your life changed at school or around the, the homies or anything like that? Has it been any different for you? Well, I mean, this also has an effect on as, like, the reason as to why I went and People only go to USC to compete, mm. to play versus the best every practice and get to it so you could stand out. Now, that's exactly what I wanted to do. Because, I, I mean, everybody knows all the five stars, all the four stars head to USC, and, you know, it ends up being like a um, uh, sort of a SEC of the Pac-12. Mm. So I feel... Hmm. I feel like I, I'm prepared, and I feel like I need to prepare myself even more, even more, because this is such a prestigious, such a outstanding type school. And being that they they you know just won the Pac-12 and everything, the Pac-12 championship, I feel like that's going to make it even harder. And I want it to be harder. I want to compete. I want to play versus the best because like I haven't really experienced that. Being that I've been you know practicing and I've always been the one that stands out so I want to play versus the best that's what I I want to and that's what I'm looking forward to that's why 
that's what I'm feeling right now. I'm just looking forward to it. I'm working out, and I'm preparing myself to actually succeed at USC. Good job. I, one quick one. So for those that don't know, Lamar Winston, Elijah's big brother, is at U of O right now. Did he, did he come slug you? What, what, what was his reaction? <laughs> oh, well, throughout the whole recruiting process, he was just, he was very positive. Right. And, and he, didn't, he didn't, you know, try to convince me to head to Oregon or anything like that. He, he was just encouraging me to find wherever was the best fit. Because mm-hmm. he, there was one thing that he told me that stood out. Throughout the whole recruiting process, he told me this one thing after he committed to Oregon. Mm-hmm. He said, "Make sure you take all of your unofficial visits. That's right, all of them. Don't don't miss out on one." Now I didn't get to make. Now I didn't get to take all of them, but I did take enough. Mm-hmm. I took enough to find out where I I feel as if I'm destined to be. Well, so, man, he was just encouraging, and he and when I committed, you know, he just congratulations. I love you, bro. And I, that was honestly the the thing that hit hit me the hardest because it was just like I thought he was going to be maybe a little little frustrated, but then he was he was very very cool and calm and just I don't know. It's, it's a good feeling. Let's just man, say that. Hey, man. Uh, so I'll let you know, man. You got a lot of North Northeast Portland. It's incredibly proud of you and the job that you've done, man. You're an impressive, impressive young man, both off the on and off the field, man. So congratulations to you, my dude, and I appreciate you for taking some time. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the time. Absolutely. Anytime, my dude. Right on, Elijah. It's Elijah Winston. All right. Elijah Winston, uh, Central Catholic linebacker and soon-to-be Man, USC Trojan, man. And we got a text here on the Bridgeport Bears text line. I never heard an interview with that kid. He's seriously impressive. He is incredibly impressive, and he is a big boy. Like, I mean, and not big in the sense to where, you know, overweight or anything. Man, he's a tall and thick, man, young man, but also incredibly smart. Uh, If you just heard that interview, incredibly poignant. And um, he's a young man that's going to make a lot of ways, whether he's playing professionally or not. Um, So, uh, man, shout out to him and his family and 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 really – Man, all the high school coaches, because I'll be honest, there are a lot of those young men and young women out there that have those similar answers, that have that same uh, family dynamic and those things, man. Like, high school sports is incredibly important. Deloney, you yourself have a high school son. Actually, uh, Deloney will not brag. I will do it for him. Uh, Deloney's son, I believe, is top scorer in the state of Oregon or among top scorers in the state of Oregon. He is also he was also a first-team all-Les Schwab Invitational you know, anything about the Les Schwab Invitational, top players in the country are it's here. Impressive. Yeah. And Aaron Deloney was one of the top players in that tournament and continues to be one of the top players uh, in the state. Uh, Deloney, you're, you've been lucky enough to really work with um, at least Elijah for a, for a bit and yeah. with uh, yeah. Lamar, with his brother Lamar yeah. and some really uh, impressive young men over the past few years, man. Is there anybody that's really stood out for you over this, be, be it your time as a coach or with oh. self-enhancement? So... You know, a little background. So I've, I've, you know, been doing my job at self-enhancement for 22 years now. So I've had a chance to see so many great athletes come through. And, and I think you hit it on the head when, you know, 
Elijah is as seasoned and great as he as he sounds, you know, he is is not atypical. There's a lot of kids and young men that are growing up because there's there's a lot of good support in North and Northeast Portland. There's Absolutely, a, there's a lot of great programs. Um, you know, I think the first group of kids I had was you know Aaron uh, Miles, Mike Lee. Aaron Miles, Big Twelve second all time leading yep. assist yep. getter and first all time steals. Right, right. Yes, absolutely. And now they're uh, coaching the D League, uh, the G League, G League uh, team for for Golden State. Uh, you know, all the way up through, you know, even today, uh, you talked about Aaron. You know, I can't believe I came on this show to hear about my son. Skip him. You know, <laughs> he needs to t- take out the garbage. No, but uh, him and, you know, Marcus Ahonis and uh, possible USC right, student the, in the future. The, these guys, you know, I had them when they're, you know, in third grade. Right. And so to see these guys develop and to keep growing and taking care of the, taking care of their academics, you know, it's a, it's a it's not a lot. Right. Portland and Oregon specifically. We'll always have a population issue when we go out and yes. play Texas and Florida. Yeah. We we don't have the numbers to choose from, but the kids that we do have, I think there's a great village of people. And I think Elijah's a great example of a village helping to raise these kids and give them the best opportunity. Absolutely, man. Coming up next, hate it or love it. Uh, I'm going to see if Deloney can beat me. I think I won last time we did hate it or love it. So we're going to see what happens. That's coming up next. But first, Jesse has sports in it. were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 10.35 right here on The Fan. Hate it or love it. So uh, don't worry when you hear the sounds, man, it's just it's just hate it or love it. There's nothing wrong with your radio. There's nothing wrong with our sounds. It's okay. It's all of like four or five minutes, so just you'll be okay. I'm just saying, I'm letting the people know. That's one of the sounds. <laughs> That's the sound you get if you lose a point. And I guess I just lost a point. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just playing. Okay, with you. good, good. Yeah, man, you know, I've never like, played. For the record, I feel like I'm set up right now. I don't know the rules. I, I mean, the rules are incredibly easy. Jesse's going to ask us a question. Okay. And then you can go first, and you say whether you hate or love it, and then you just tell. We can tell me why. There we go. Now, depending on the great points that you give, Jesse will give you this sound. <laughs> Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. And okay. if you lose a point, you will get one of these. The winner of the segment will get this sound. Are these Atari sound effects? Mario Brothers. <laughs> That's what it is. So, yeah. yeah. Nintendo. Yeah, so, no. with that, that and it's usually just a smorgasbord of things, okay. this is this is the first version of Hater to Love It for Sports Sunday. So, Jesse, go ahead and get us started, bro. Set up. It's so funny. Uh, first version for Sports Sunday. We really didn't talk any football. Like oh, we, a little bit, but a, little bit. a, a tiny enough. bit. But you know, you know me. I got to get my football in. Let's so there's in. quite the smattering of football topics okay. in here okay. now. I kind of thought I'd do this a little interesting, and um, definitely got to bring up Super Bowl Fifty Two in here, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, we didn't talk about Super Bowl 52, which, by the way, that 505 yards stat, I think, is a little skewed by how great Tom Brady's performance was. There were four interceptions dropped by the Eagles in that game. Yeah, four. Tom Brady had the best game of his it's Super Bowl career. Sub 60% completion percentage. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that the stats were skewed as far as the performance of Tom Brady. With that being said, 
We didn't see. There was one guy on that team who played 92% of the snaps for New England Patriots right. this season. Right. And it was the most snaps by anybody on that defense. His name was Malcolm Butler. That man played zero defensive snaps in the Super Bowl 52. Love or hate, not playing Malcolm Butler was the difference for the Patriots in Super Bowl 52. I absolutely 100% hate it, right? So, you know, stories came out later about what, what Butler may have may not done, went to a concert, got in trouble. At the end of the day, I think it's one of the laziest things a coach can do is when you take a player out because you didn't just punish that player, right? You punished the whole team. And so, again, I've been de- I've had to deal with that, you know, on a much lower level. And I would have to be a, just a much more cre- – I have to find creative ways to punish that guy that doesn't hurt the whole team. Trying to make a point, right, the whole goal of professional sports to win, you did not give your team the best chance to win, so that's why I hate it. Bill – had a bad game all the way around on and off the field. Uh I've 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 loved that that's what cost them um the Super Bowl. Um Malcolm Butler um is the best defender uh, as as far as the DBs on that team. He's the best one on the Patriots. The rest of them are just kind of so-so. In his place, you put Patrick Chung, who is just a consummate blown coverage guy. That's just kind of who he is. That was really kind of who he was when he was at the University of Oregon. Um, had not having him on the field uh, was a huge, huge miss because all of a sudden you allowed their best receiver in Alshon Jeffrey to have a couple of the best passes that we may have seen in the Super Bowl game or any other game for that matter. Uh, not having one of your best defenders, like you said, Lone, it only hurts your team, which is why Malcolm Butler was so emotional before the biggest game of his life. Bill Belichick at this point, he's just really in FU mode as far as the Patriots. Uh, he knew kind of that there was some extraness going on right now, and for that reason, he was almost kind of like he's he's he self-sabotaged some of that like he didn't make great calls where Belichick usually ties things up he just kind of let things go he let Patricia do his own thing which only made things worse so yes Bill Belichick did a terrible job but the worst thing he did all day the worst call he made was not starting Malcolm Butler or even letting him play in the second half I think that was a big deal like I Dumb. uh not at all playing him even when you're seeing what you're doing is not working big mistake Dumb. big mistake uh, obviously hindsight's 2020 but uh he got cute. Yeah, he did get cute. Yeah. Um, let's let's move on more towards the West Coast. We we gave uh, Rashad a little New England Patriot love. Now let's give a little bit of Denver Bronco love. <laughs> All right, love. it's hard to find, right? Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. This show never has any love for the Denver Broncos on it whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Never. <laughs> never ever. First time for everything, right? Um. With that said, the Denver Broncos, obviously, we've talked about it. They kind of, if we really, really, really would have realized how cheap Jimmy Garoppolo would have been, probably would have made that move. Um, the big talk has been Kirk Cousins. We missed on um, on Lynch, on Paxton Lynch. Therefore, uh, we kind of have to go back after the, the quarterback position. But love or hate, the Broncos should really move on from the idea of signing a guy like Kirk Cousins. You know, I, I I hate it. I think we have to go and get a quarterback. We're we're, we're wasting a historically good defense. Uh, I think you know, even with a broken down Peyton Manning, we were able to win a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo has shown that. You know, if you put a quarterback 
in the mix, your team gets better across the board, right? Your your defense is on the field less. Your 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 your, your receivers are spreading the the the, the field, and so. In today's NFL, the way the rules are set up, uh, the way the quarterbacks are protected, you have to go get a quarterback. And if there's a top 10 guy, even a top 15 guy, you got to spend that money and go and get it because all, you know, all boats rise when you have that quarterback. And you've seen that with San Francisco. What am I? What am I hating? So uh, the big storyline is the Denver Broncos need to go and get uh, Kirk Cousins. All right. And so, yes, love or hate, they oh, should love. Um, really, at this point, it's 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 clear. Um, you're going to need a quarterback to win. You need a defense to make sure that you can keep your team in the game. But you need a quarterback to be able to do anything. If you look around, look at the landscape of quarterbacks right now. Um, tell me which quarterback is better than Kirk Cousins out there right now. Alex Smith is not better than Kirk Cousins. Um, as even though he got the money, and even though or. Washington believes that he's better. He's not. I think any football fan would know that. Uh, I think the Denver Broncos have uh, an amazing setup already. You've already got great skill players in position. You've got a couple really good wide receivers. Uh, you got a young tight end. You've got things in place to be a really good team moving forward. The only thing you don't have is a trigger man, or at least a good trigger man for that matter. So if they can go out and get uh, a Kirk Cousins, who is the only person really on the market that's worth getting, unless somebody like Aaron Rodgers doesn't get the big money or something like that, if 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 John Elway is really willing to open up his, his pocketbook and, and spend some money, then you might have action some of these guys who decide that they don't want to take that big deal from whatever team. You mentioned Aaron Rodgers not maybe not knowing if he's going to be in Green Bay his entire career. You know, maybe that could be it's a long shot, but it is a shot that I would shoot nonetheless. So um I, I definitely think that Kirk Cousins is the best option right now for the Denver Broncos. So if they go any other way, I'd be surprised. And if they do that, they have to trade Bob Miller. They would, you uh, just have, have to. to. You have to. That's all right. Yeah. No, and th- that w- I said that too before. I know yeah. it's sacrilege, and they're actually talking about it in Denver right now, the possibility like that is something you have to think about is uh, you have to take those phone calls. That's you right. really do. Absolutely. Like, I, would you take Von Miller for the fourth overall pick right now? I, uh, mm. I don't know. You're losing, two, you're losing two pick positions in the value that you paid for him. Yeah, but I think and Von Miller is one of those cases to where he can change your entire uh, the culture of your defense. You oh, I know that. On, you put him on any just okay defensive team, and all of a sudden they're that much better. I don't know if we can say that about whoever the fourth pick in the draft is going to be. Like, if, I mean, if you trade Von, you got to get a player that can play now. Yeah, that, I think that's the thing. I don't think you want you want to trade him for a top five pick in the draft, <laughs> yeah. just because, man. You don't know what you're going to. We don't know if any of these quarterbacks, Sam Darnold or anyone else, is going to be worth it. You know, all we know at this point is they were good in college, but so is Jamarcus Russell. So you could take that chance and be screwed out of a couple years and be back to Paxton Lynch and back to a Brock Osweiler all over again. Well, that was a little bonus action right there. Uh, Currently, you guys are tied um, heading into the final round, which... Uh, Rashad has all the questions prehand for the record. I don't have nothing. He wrote no. all this down. Yeah. I don't have nothing. I write these out. I write these out during during the show. So uh, let's let's stick with the football because I'm a football. I have a, I have a problem. I need to go to rehab we for got football. A text that said Broncos are trash. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> they they know nothing about football. Obviously, <laughs> Raider Nation. Ah, Raider Nation. I see you. Oh uh, yeah. Um, Let's let's go Josh McDaniels. We were supposed to talk some Josh yeah. McDaniels. Let's talk a little bit Josh McDaniels. He um he sucks by the way. Uh sucks so much the Denver Broncos fired that guy. 
Yeah. He sucks. Uh, it, with that said, Josh McDaniels, um, love or hate, he made the right decision not going to the Colts at the last minute. So you, while we're on the Broncos, right? He, <laughs> I mean, he he. Sh- I mean, I don't think you can do a worse job than than what he did with with Denver. He was the kid, boy wonder, uh, hot shot, and he he came over and showed all his immaturity, uh, the absolute wrong pick for our team. So you know when we sent him packing, I think you know what he did. I, you know, I, I even have to think, was this all part of the plan anyway, right, to get back at the flake gate? Because that, you know, remember the Colts started all that. And so, man, was it always a, 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 Bruce, a was almost, it always yeah. a yes just to pull the covers back <laughs> and say no? Uh, I think it tells you a couple things that uh, he was on his way out. Belichick calls him in and says, I won't be here very much longer. This is yours when you leave. So personally for McDaniels, it it it's his, right? It's his job. Uh, unfortunately for him, he can never get another head coaching job anywhere else. Nobody would, would believe him. I think his credibility is shot. He's had, you know, one and basically a half terrible. I mean, you you can't play that any worse than what he did. Uh, and, you know, just professionalism. I, I don't know if people know this, but his, uh, his, his agent, agent quit. quit. Right, right after this. So that tells you, like, you know what? Go ahead and keep that money because all money's not good money. And I don't think people want to be outside of New England want to be in the Josh McDaniels business. Uh, I, I guess I, I guess I love it. Um, I'll be honest. Like, there's there there are a few jobs in the NFL that mean more than anybody. You're the coach of the Cowboys. You're the coach of the Patriots, the Pittsburgh Steelers. There are certain franchises that just mean more to everyone else. Um, the Colts have a lot of history, but they're not those other franchises that I just kind of mentioned. I think Josh McDaniels did the right thing because everybody talks a lot about the quarterback situation in New England with having Tom Brady and not having a backup. You don't know if you're getting Andrew Luck back. You're still hearing the fact that Andrew Luck is Andrew Luck is throwing the ball. That's all you're hearing. You're not hearing that he's throwing long routes or deep routes. You're not hearing that he can throw the out route anymore. All you know that he's throwing the football, which I guess is good news, but you still don't have an offensive line. You still only have one good receiver in T.Y. Hilton. You still don't have a great defense. There's a lot of still don't haves in uh, in Indianapolis right now. And if I'm Josh McDaniels, that means, man, I've got options at, 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 at the for the New England Patriots. Um, I have still the best tight end in the league. Um, I still have one of the top three or four quarterbacks in the NFL. I still have a couple of really good receivers, and I'll be getting Julian Edelman back for a couple of years, and then I'll be able to kind of learn how to make my own moves. Robert Kraft and I are good because Brady and I are good. He's All he did was curve somebody just like we've curved any girl or any girl has ever curved up. He just told, told him, hey, I'm going to come through, and then – you know what? No, I'm not. That's all he. That's Completely all he did. Completely unprofessional. You, it was. It was. It was unprofessional. Certain things you don't do. It was unprofessional. Like like if you're Bill Belichick and quitting the job at the Jets, like the the yeah. minute after. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Bill Parcells mm-hmm. does. It's kind of one of those things. Like there's no. Again, loyalty only works for uh, coaches and and players. You know. But, the, but let's remember Tuzo, that uh, they had hired coaches. Right to work for McDaniel, he had hired coaches, and so for him to pull back, these guys signed contracts with yep. the expectation that McDaniel's is going to be our. That head part coach. was yes, that part Completely was incredibly messed up. But if somebody came to you right now for a job that you don't really want to leave, like you love it here and everything, and you're about to go get a head coaching position somewhere else, and then somebody tells you, "Hey, man, wait here for a year. I'm gonna show you how to do everything, and this is yours." Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you want to wait and get the Bugatti, or go ahead and go get the Camry right now. Personally, great move for him. You know, so outside looking in, it's easy to go too that uh, Brady's about to leave. We don't know if Gronk's going to be sticking around. He's talking about going and 
joining the WWE. Is Edelman going to be... just paid Ronda Rousey a boatload yep. of money to yep. come there. So, pfft. You know, it, you, you don't know how good Julian Edelman is without Brady. You don't have a Brady successor anymore because you traded him for a second-round pick that actually wasn't as great of a second-round pick as you thought it was going to be. Like, all of these things where you could be like, ah, you know, those wheels might be falling off and Josh McDaniels might be taken on a similar situation to what you got in in uh, Indianapolis, except you don't have a guy that possibly could be a franchise quarterback. So who who got who we got who won? All right, yes, we do have to declare the winner. Um, back and forth, love it. This was a great round. Rashad, so ridiculous. Oh. Home field that advantage. That is not my yeah. yeah. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Right. Home yeah. field advantage. Hey, I'll take it. It was rigged. I'll take it. <laughs> he had all the answers. But but to <laughs> be fair, job. to be fair, because I don't have a segment, I'm gonna let you choose the last segment of the show anyway, because that's what the winner of this gets. So when we come back, uh, a segment from Anthony Deloney choosing it was is what we will talk about. That's coming up next, right here on the fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Oh, that glorious music means that I think yours truly won. But I'll be real. I didn't have much to talk about right now, but Deloney and I were kind of chatting. And, uh, man, there is a lot to talk about. So this is February. Um, Black History Month. Um, yes, they gave gave us a whole month to celebrate the shortest month of the year, <laughs> nonetheless. But they gave us the whole month, so we'll yeah. take what we can get, I guess. Um, with that, there's a few celebrations coming up. One of which is incredibly, I guess, relevant to us right here in the studio. Um, on February 24th, uh, Self Enhancement will have the first annual Unity Gala and Marketplace Um and it'll be the uh, World Stage Theater. Uh, it's the first inaugural uh, Unity Gala, and it features the keynote speaker, Miss Jamel Hill of ESPN. Uh, this is something that's open to the public. Um, there are tickets being sold. Uh, you can visit blackhistoryfestival.org, and you can purchase tickets for that event. Um, but Jamel Hill from Sports Center 6, or SC6, I'm not sure what they call it, his and hers, uh, Jamel Hill's been one of those people that's been a huge advocate for uh, social injustice, uh, and, and some of which, and even cost her her Got a few trouble. weeks' pay. Yeah. You know, at ESPN. Um, so uh, there are—I'll be honest—there aren't a lot of you know African American men uh, here in or- local sports radio here in Oregon. Um, I'm one of—I want to say maybe two or something, something like that. Not including the guys that really work for the Blazers. So um, Jamel Hill is somebody that I look at as a huge inspiration. Uh, I have a lot of young students who uh, have started to do podcasting and have started to do um, a lot of things on their Facebook Live and things like that, just because they see here's a young, younger black woman who's kind of doing those things. So if you'd like to come and have an opportunity to hear Jamel Hill speak, um, this is something that's open to the public. Uh, all you have to do is go to BlackHistoryFestival.org and be able to kind of uh, purchase those tickets but um this is an event that i believe you have a lot to do with is that correct yeah so uh we're you know in partnership uh, um with, with several people throughout the city and this was an opportunity uh you know to to really share you know what we're doing at, at self-enhancement so you know this is a part of a 
larger thing that we're doing all 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 month and so we started with Junction Ave uh on February 2nd where you know black owned businesses had the opportunity to you know put out their product and really put the word out there that they're doing business we had our uh community day of service yesterday that Elijah talked about an opportunity for uh students and kids throughout the city to come and and work together uh, to 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 really make a difference you know we talk about me and you know my five friends can go somewhere and work really hard but you know how big of a difference if it's it's 500 Absolutely. of my friends, right, doing three hours of work. That's 1,500 hours worth of, of service. And those are the kinds of things that we're trying to do. Uh, we have a black history film uh, showing on the 16th and 17th at SEI, uh, Friday, 6 o'clock on the 16th, and then Saturday, uh, 3 p.m. on on the 17th. Uh, just just an opportunity to, to, to dive in, and, you know, we don't have any illusion that this is this is for blacks only. This is one of those for things everybody. that we want everybody Please. to come out. And, you know, the, the history is rich and uh, just a great history uh, of African-Americans in, in, in Portland really making a difference. And so this is a great way to celebrate those things. So if you're able, please visit the Self-Enhancement website at selfenhancement.org and c- uh, click on the events tab and you should find all the information. Deloney, thank you so much for coming on with me, dude. I appreciate me. you. Absolutely, man. Jesse, great job as always, my man. So, man, I had had a good time, man. Lynch will be back next week, so we will be back to regular Sports Sunday trying to get it in for you guys. So, Jefferson Grant. Jeff Grant. Make sure Friday, you get that game. City those games Championship. Are, those games One are sold out. Two. Get there, man. One versus two. There's a lot of good kids on that floor. Get there, man. So for Jesse Osmond, Anthony Deloney, I'm Rashad Taylor. I will see you guys next week. Peace. Dusty here for Hair M. Valentine's Day is coming up quick, and guys, I'm guessing most of you haven't picked up a gift for that special lady yet. Look, I know you're busy, so I'm going to make it easy for you. A gift from Hair W Salon. Same owners as Hair M where I go. Whether it's a facial, a cut and color, or professional makeup application, she's going to thank you for it. And it's easy to do. Hair W gift cards are available to order online. Simply log on to HairWSalon.com and click the gift cards tab on the top. Again, that's Hair W. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.